Ladies and gentlemen, you have found yourself listening to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast, featuring the open-minded musings of two, uh, I guess we're still, I'm going to hang on to mid-40s for now, uh, mid-40s curmudgeons bravely and boldly staring down the prospect of their entertainment irrelevance. I am your co-host. My name is Noah Tarno. I am the founder and senior quiz master of the Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular. Uh, talking to you from San Francisco, California, and joining me as always, who are you? My name is Bill Scurry, and I'm the founder and proprietor of something called American Caesar Enterprises, which Noah, by the way, this week is a low-functioning cat burglar who's plunged one story into a dumpster after attempting to scale a building and cut through a window to steal heirloom diamond earrings unsuccessfully. Uh, that's it's a new line of business for you. That's yes, very it's, interesting. It's a, very it's specific. A growth, it's a growth though. industry. It's a growth industry. I like how this running joke just gets more specific every week. Yes. Uh, keep, keep, keep at it. Speaking of every week, we are back. We were on a bit of a hiatus. We had to skip two weeks. Yeah. For various uh, travel shenanigans, all, Bill, all you were weddings. in. It was, it was wedding, 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 all wedding weddings, between the two right? of us, yeah. Wedding, well, just two weddings, but uh, Bill, you were in a wedding in uh, my birth state, New Jersey, yes. and I was in a wedding in... No, I moved there when I was 15. Close enough. You, the state of you Montreal. Were born in yeah. Mon- you're, you're, the self you know now is born in Canada. Yeah, in some ways, yes. Uh, and then I was in my college state uh, wedding there in uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. Minnesota, yeah. Minnesota, as they would say. <laughs> uh, and uh, actually, this is, this is unfortunately, we're going to be skipping two more weeks after this, more travel shenanigans. Yeah, actually, I guess you'll, you'll bring up, up more later. Uh, yes, we, we have had yeah. an erratic schedule. Hopefully, not until the holidays will it get so screwed up as this. But yes, we had two, two yeah. weeks off, one week on, and we're going to go two weeks off again. I, this is my fault because I'm, I'm traveling again. Your fault. I, it's it's my return fault. to undersea, Noah. I have not been... Uh, yeah, under you're, the going, ocean. you're going scuba, yeah. scuba in the briny depths. Nice. This is the first time going to a, a exotic locale, and I've been looking forward to this for a long time. But it will take us off the. Where, where, where are you going, Bill? I am going to one of these so-called ABC Islands, which is Aruba, Bonaire, which is uh, Michael Michael Jackson and his brothers uh, own those islands. They, they, or they, 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 they ABC actually, Islands. They, they pulled yeah. the magma. They were yes. volcanic. They blew you, the ocean. Right. You're you're going to to, to Tito's Island. I'm going to T- Tito Stan. He's, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, I'm going to a, a place called Curacao. Already been chewed, ABC Island. This is Curacao. Curacao. You're going to get drunk this there. Is, um, blue. If you look blue on a map, Curacao. by the way, if you look on a map of the north coast of Venezuela, uh, this is not, this is, they're separate countries. Curacao was actually, politically, it's still Dutch. So um, everything that I applies here where I am in my, my home country of the, of the Netherlands, um, they speak Dutch there. Uh, my Dutch identification will get me pretty far. Uh, this just happens to be a far south redoubt of the the Dutch Empire, Noah, the one time far reaching Dutch Empire on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a tough life you live. It is. It's really Don't. a goddamn shame. Chanting around the world, living in a country that isn't sliding towards as, fascism. You know what? Tough as life the you Dutch live. Say, going as the Dutch out. say, it's a Shonda. <laughs> <laughs> Dutch. Oh, there are Dutch Jews. Uh, who was yeah, there's some right. really famous sure Dutch Jew. It's someone in history who was Spinoza. Baruch Spinoza. Spinoza, I think, was yeah. Jewish. Yeah. Baruch Spinoza. And yeah, his um, name is like Spinoza. I forget what his there's actually a statue of Baruch Spinoza, and a lot of people if you I can't say it. Bert Spinoza. Bert. We call him Bert. Bert. Uh yeah, there's actually a statue of Spinoza uh in the center, right by the, the city hall of Amsterdam. And I did not know I've heard of the name. Baruch Spinoza did not know what that was. There's, there's a college. I mean, isn't there? A, there's a university in New York City. Oh no, that's 
that Spinoza is the one in, in the city is based on a different Spinoza altogether, I think. But um, yeah, so he was a 15th century. Um, uh, what is he? He was a, an, an acolyte, an academician. I forget an author. He was, he was 17th century. 17th. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, so there's there's he a, was from Amsterdam. Spinoza was raised in the Portuguese Jewish community in Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. and one of one of yeah. the um, he was a philosopher. He's a philosopher. One of the uh, few bits, you know, obviously the Jews have had a mixed history in, in this part of Europe. Uh, but there there was a Portuguese neighborhood. And one of the things that's left over, the biggest synagogue here is the Portuguese synagogue, um, which is I, I've actually been inside and visited. And the men still, they wear derbies. They don't they don't wear the, um, what do you call them, the Borsalinos like they do in America. The, uh, the Hasidim wear something closer to a trilby or a top hat. Uh, but you know they they can, they maintain the beards, the black jackets, the sort of knicker pants, all that stuff is all that stuff. Holds so these different. are these are not Hasids, but Orthodox They're Jews. Orthodox Jews, about. exactly. Yeah, and yeah. And, and the you know the men and the Those women people. worship in separate 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 sides of the. Yeah, yeah like, that's old school, baby. There's a mikvah downstairs. I, all I that tell stuff. you, I tell you, when it comes to old school Jews, can be just as sexist as every other uh, religion. It's, it's so bizarre. Don't even, don't even get started. <laughs> We're up there with the Muslims, my friends. How do we, how do we get on the and topic the Christians? Of Jews? Oh, because you brought up Spinoza. I don't know. Yeah, and, and Spinoza. And Frank, I brought up. Uh, you said the Dutch say it's a Shanda. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're we're nowhere spiraling, and everywhere all the same spiraling. time, folks. We're yeah. not talking about this. Cut out most of that. Cut out where I thought you called him Bert. You clearly said Baruch. Uh, so I, here's what we do on the show. We do not talk about Spinoza. We talk about modern, hot, current things, try to make sense of them with our age-addled brains. And, uh, you know, it's been a few weeks. This is a topic that was sort of on the back nine for us for a while now, uh, August, when I headed to the East Coast, I saw an old friend, uh, Maura Johnston, a quite credible uh, music critic. She's written for anything and everything. And I said, look, what do, I, what do I need to be talking about? What do I need to be thinking about? And she said, Who, who's the hot musician right now that you're into? And she said, you need to listen to and podcast about Lucy Dacus. And I had heard the name. And since then, I've listened to some of her music. And she's not... At the top of the charts, but she seems to be every rock critic's favorite Wait, right hang now. hang on a second. No, hold the phone. I think I may have made a, a critical yeah. mistake. I looked up Max Baucus. <laughs> former, former, was he the guy, he was a senator from Montana. He was the guy that Obama made the mistake of, of having him start on the health care plan. Yeah, I should I should have looked like closer. Farming it out to him, and so it became a it became a. Shit I should have looked closer right. to text. This is my fault. But you know what? I yeah. do credit myself. I did. I I thought to myself, well, I got to look up Jim Backus, and I did not do that. Jim Backus. Yes. Oh, we should do Jim Backus. That would be great. No, Lucy Lucy Dacus. That's different. Lucy Dacus. Yeah. Lucy Elizabeth Dacus of Richmond, Virginia. Uh, childhood friend, uh, childhood associate of almost vice president of the United States, Tim Kaine, uh, still current uh, uh, senator from Virginia. Uh, former mayor of Richmond, former governor of Virginia. Anyway, so there, there's somewhat of a political, somewhat connection to the U.S. Senate there. Uh, so, yeah, uh, she's not the hottest thing, but um, she's closely associated with another singer, Phoebe Bridgers, who maybe we should have done. Uh, when I was in Minnesota last weekend, I saw a young friend, 16-year-old uh, Rachel Swenson. And as I say to all young people, what are you into? What should I podcast about? And she's like, I'm really into Phoebe Bridgers. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I've heard of her. She's... She, she performs a lot with Lucy Dacus. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know Lucy Dacus. So there you go. So Lucy Elizabeth Dacus uh, is 26 years old from Richmond, Virginia, uh, the capital of the Confederate States of America. Um, so I 
I'm not going to impugn Lucy Dacus because of that. So in 2015, she released her first, she's a singer songwriter, guitarist, uh, in the vein of the modern kind of whispery, emotional singer songwriter. I think the most commercial example is kind of Billie Eilish, but she's different from Billie Eilish. She reminds me a lot of uh, the Haim sisters, H-A-I-M, Haim, a uh, trio of three sisters. And I, I'm actually, they're my favorite of this subgenre. Uh, I think Haim is a lot better than Lucy Dacus, but they're, they're similar. And similar kind of, you know, I think they appeal to a lot of the same people, i.e. not me. Uh, her first album, in 2015, she released her first single, I Don't Want to Be Funny Anymore. On Matador Records, every every indie rock fan's favorite label in the 90s. Uh, that was followed up by her first album, 2016, No Burden. She uh, In 16, she uh, took part in Lollapalooza, which is still happening. She appeared on Kimmel, Colbert, CBS This Morning, Tiny Desk Concert. Uh, 2018, her follow-up uh, was Historian, and that was the year that she and Phoebe Bridgers and another singer-songwriter, a female singer-songwriter named Julian Baker, formed a trio called Boy Genius that performs much the same music that Dacus and Bridgers perform. By the way, you really want to challenge me, Bill? Play a game where you play a song and I have to guess if it's Phoebe Bridgers or Lucy Dacus. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's I good might game. as well flip a fucking coin. That's, you know what? That's like in uh, uh, The Dark Knight Rises when uh, uh, the Scarecrow would say, do you want execution or um, when he makes him claw <laughs> on the ice? No! Uh, well, it's interesting. Once we get to our opinion of this, I do not think no, I'm not no, saying this it, stuff is bad. But I'm, I'm saying, saying it's I can't like, tell it's, it apart. No matter what you do, you can't You're win. You're making it sound like you hate it. I'm just saying you can't win. That's all. I, I don't think you'll lose with this music. I mean, it's not my thing, but I'd rather listen to this than a lot of stuff. I'd rather listen to this than Billie Eilish. Anyway, let's keep going here. So in 2019, she released an EP uh, titled 2019. That's what I would have called it, too. And it featured a lot of covers. She did a cover of Wham's Last Christmas, but sped up. Uh, which I actually think is a big improvement, a cover of Phil Collins' In the Air Tonight, which sounds almost exactly like Phil Collins, uh, Edith Piaf's uh, La Vie en Rose, and uh, Springsteen's Dancing in the Dark. I will come back to that in a minute. And then this past June, so I guess this is why Mora was bringing this up in August, this past June she released her third album, Home Video, which featured the singles Hot and Heavy. She performed that in The Late Show with Colbert and uh, the single Brando, which she performed on Jimmy Kimmel. So, you know, she's out there. She's doing her thing. People like her. Uh, Bill, what, you know, so we both sampled Phoebe, Phoebe, Phoebe Bridger, Phoebe Dacus, Phoebe Dacus and Lucy Bridgers. <laughs> we could have done this episode. You know what? We should have done this episode about both of them. We really should have. And we would have been just uh, calling her Phoebe Bridgerton the whole time. I kept, so here's the thing. What's the name of that woman who's on Fleabag? Oh, Phoebe Waller-Jones. Phoebe, I get no, them Phoebe, mixed up. Phoebe Waller-Bridges? No, what's her name? Phoebe Waller. Is it Phoebe Waller? Because I keep getting uh, them. When I heard Phoebe Bridges, yeah. I'm like, oh, she's an actress, isn't she? Yeah. I haven't watched uh, Fleabag yet. Fleabag's good. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Bridge. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah, too many. Too many. So Phoebe Bridgers, come on, man. Like, you can't blame me. What's Wait, what did they rename the Ed Koch Bridge? The Phoebe Waller-Bridge? The Nathan, <laughs> Nathan Bridgerton? What is that? How am I doing? How am I doing? How, how am I doing you driving over me? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I hate Ed Koch. I think Ed Koch fucking sucks. Well, your, your question to me was what I think of it. And here's the thing. I, I, I had one idea, assuming that Lucy Dacus is proper. I mean, and I wasn't incorrect saying that, well, she exists inside the silo. So I'm, I'm approaching this with no idea who her fan... Well, that's not true. I know who her fan base is, but I have no idea who she is and what kind of image she was. 
Um, I, all I knew for sure is that I've never heard her music before. I would likely never, ever have heard her music unless we did this. It's just, you know, she, she's not in any precincts I would ever cross into. I mean, I'm, I'm pleased to report she's got an incredible voice. Is that she, um, one of the themes of this podcast, uh, at least this episode of the podcast, is that she found what she was really good at an early age and she's been drilling the shit out of it. And it, yeah. it is, isn't that a gift? Don't you wish you had that? Well, we're going to get to that in, the, in a segment later on of really envying these people who do these things. But yeah, yeah. I mean, there yeah. there is, um, I'm not going to say that she is exactly like um, uh, Annie St. Clark. Is that her name? Um, uh, uh, St. Vincent. St. Vincent. Annie Saint Clark. Vincent. Yeah, I mean, Annie Clark. St. Vincent. Clark. Right. Yeah. It's like, but, but it's like. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's who she reminds no, me the, of too. Like, I didn't, I didn't I, pinpoint when, that. Yeah. When I not got over myself, but it's like, I saw this, this weird person from, from like a distance. I saw Annie Clark on SNL. And I, she was filled with so many. I'm not going to make this all about her, but I'm saying this is a, a bridge topic. So to speak. <laughs> Why not? We've made it about yeah. various other female no, singer-songwriters. Like Let, let's pull in. Let's pull in uh, 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 Helen Reddy. Once I listened to Saint Vincent okay. and I heard how she fucking shreds, I'm like, oh, she's a guitarist. She's a she's a fucking like she kills the She gets it. Oh, I didn't realize that's who she was because she looks like a modern pop star, and I I don't know the gauge of what these people are since she's not my listening taste. But it's like, oh, I could appreciate and the same. Thing listening to Lucy Dickens is like, oh, she's not just somebody who got famous on Instagram or TikTok making small songs. She actually knows music. She's actually really good at what she does, which is always reassuring to see that kind of thing. Um, yeah, and she was a little older than I thought she was going to be. Again, not knowing, I just thought there's this mold of this person. And you know, whether or not you bring her up, or I'm going to bring her up, but I, this is the time to say Taylor Swift, right? Taylor Swift is maybe the, the godmother or the godperson of all these um, singer-songwriter confessional journalers who build a career out of very strong musical influences but make it very personal. And granted, not the only one because Billie Eilish has been doing this too now for whatever, a couple of years. And Billie Eilish has become an icon. She's got that freaking James Bond song that's going to come out in a couple of weeks. Oh, that's right. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. So Lucy Dacus is in this. She slides in this tradition now of the confessional Americana you know, she, yeah. she hates to be clumped in with folky, but I mean, there is something folky about the person with yeah, the guitar, it's... even if she's arranged up out of folk into more rock orientation sometimes. So, I mean, her voice is excellent. Phrasing is great. Um, you know, and obviously she plays guitar. She gets sound. She's she's really robust. I mean, as, as a musician, she's really... Yeah. But the thing is, that the, the, the yeah. sad girl thing really does nothing for me. Um, that the di- diary folk rock or whatever you want to call it diary rock I mean that was Olivia Rodrigo too and it's like no matter how much yes she's she's up there too I mean it's yeah. like Olivia Rodrigo was great I mean she not my favorite thing but I'm saying she she obviously is great and it's like and yet I just can't stand the songs because they're so hermetic they're sort of so insular they don't say anything about the world I live in but also they don't they don't really say anything about the world she lives in because everything is it's the same recapitulation of what it's like for a 20 year old person to see the world it's 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 a really People can't, I don't expect them to have knowledge outside of their years. Every now and then somebody does. But most of the time people are thrashing out repetitive ideas and kids love it. There's always a new generation of people to see diary rock. But that's the nature of pop music. I See, when you criticize pop music for being about simple things, no, like, but sim- I think simple you're missing the point. new that we haven't heard before. It's like, that's the thing is, it's like what Lucy Dacus is saying. I know that her fans would say, like, for instance, what is that? That thumb song. And I mean, obviously, I, I pull it out of a hat because that is about that's about a shitty relationship with an abusive dad who pr- presumably 
the, I think the refrain is something about this this abusive parent says you owe me this blah 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 and the the chorus is I don't owe you anything you're an, you're an abusive parent I don't owe you anything and I know that the, the people eat that up it's like that is something that maybe you haven't heard too much before and that might be one of the few things that it's like okay here's something I haven't heard before you know pining over people that you love complaining about yeah. how you've been hurt all that stuff is all right. you know that's kind of trite I get it no no I I've said many times I like pop songs that are about specific real things that not a lot of pop songs are about mm-hmm. um the only like current dance pop artist I really like is Robin. You know her Swedish yeah, sure, woman, Robin. Sure, yeah. I mean, she sounds nothing like this, so I don't want to lump. And she's in, almost but, fifty too. She's been around for a while. Yeah, she she's not a kid. Uh, sorry, I'm being in, invaded yes, by a cat right it's now. That's true. Uh, she she um, one of the things I like about her is like uh, that song "Call Your Girlfriend." Just is so specific yeah. and real, and yeah, it's a good point. But I don't think there's anything wrong with doing the eight billionth pop song about "You Broke My Heart." Whether or not, I I, whether think, I think it's wrong or not, it's not going to stop it because it's going to happen anyway. No, it's, it's no, inevitable. But I, I think you could still be a great pop singer and do that. Um, also, I mean, I, sorry, sorry to cut you off. No, Are you done saying what you? No, you what know, you I, think I, of this? what I was going to say. No, <laughs> this is the thing I, I brought out about the part of her music that I wasn't really into, which I, I figured it was going to be that sound. But then it's like towards the end of the research, as I'm clicking around YouTube, all of a sudden I hear this up tempo stuff. I hear this stuff arranged with a rock beat. I hear this stuff with like, uh, you know, po- chord guitars and like like really different production. Uh, this this song that she did called First Time, which is the opposite. It's the antonym of that slower, weepy, wispy, gossamer thin diary stuff. And then, like you said, Dancing in the Dark, it fucking yeah. slaps. That is a great yeah, cover. Talk about yeah. a I think it really says something how little she connects with us that we think her best song is a cover. Well, it's not, it's you know, not just... Anytime someone's best song is a cover song, you're not no, really that No, it's not even it. that. It's just, I think that, you know, and we all know Dancing in the Dark has been, first of all, worn as smooth as like lapis lazuli, not just by the fact that Springsteen's played it into oblivion since 84, but it's been covered by a billion people. And to be honest, it's a tough song to make sound at all fresh. But it's like, I really dug, maybe it was just the, the, the variation on listening to her quieter stuff. And then hearing Dancing in the Dark with her other stuff off the album, the new album, I'm like, oh, so her up-tempo stuff is a complete, that's a different ballgame. This is somebody I really, really like the sound of when she's when she's singing, uh, she's belting more, it's, it's more strong. It's not that wispy thing you just expect is going to blow away in a strong breeze. So that's, you know, like I, I did not expect to hear that, but it's like my, my research, my listening to her ended strong, and I saw this part of her, it's like, oh, well... You know, I don't know what she's going to... She's, she's not going to focus on any one thing, but it's like, I know what I'd prefer to hear her sing. I, I know what I think she sounds strongest doing, but that's, you know, that's different from whatever she thinks her impulses are. Yeah, I mean, I mostly agree. I think this music is okay. I mean, it all sounds the same to me. She's clearly talented. Um, and the songs have heart. You know, they're, they're more than just whining. Yeah, they're total heart. Uh, you know, total you say heart. It, right. I mean, look, you say in some examples it's the same story as a thousand other pop songs, but... It's still, I mean, the song that stood out to me or one of them is Hot and Heavy, which is a terrible title. No, the twist is in Hot and Heavy, the twi- this little twist, fine line between stupid and clever, uh, is that she's talking about, it's from a queer point of view, right? Like she's publicly stated she's pansexual or queer or gender is a joke, she said or something. So, you know, she's, she's, she's a modern young woman. And I guess that's still a twist. I mean, I'm sure someone who's more versed than me could name a thousand contemporary pop songs that are about same-sex attraction. But when we were kids, those they weren't out well, there. Remember, I mean, remember, if they were, they, were, thing, we, we, they were hidden. When we watched Troy, we listened to Troy Savon's Flower, I Troy think Troy well, no, yeah, that's the whole... Well, he's, he's screaming that. No, I know, but the, thing, the, the language of Troy Savon 
like if you didn't know that it was a boy talking about a boy, I, honestly, it doesn't make a difference. But it's like it's supposedly revolutionary because it's a okay. boy talking about a boy. But it was the same I, language. Yeah, she she's I don't know. She I think she's a little more uh, subtle about it. Anyway, but so that's a bit of a twist. I mean, maybe not anymore. Uh, and then yeah, you you bring the comparisons to Annie Clark, and I, I get the comparisons to Haim. Her songs have some muscle behind them. It's not what really bothered me about a lot of the female singer songwriters in the '90s, back when I was relevant is that they were just whining over guitar strums and they didn't seem to be interested in creating anything that can be, you know, anything labeled rock and roll. But this is, the, the songs are, they're actually very well written. One of the things I liked about Hot and Heavy was that it has a bridge and I feel like so many of these songs don't have a bridge. Um, you know, they build to something. She's a big fan of the of the gradual crescendo. Um you know, there's, there's some muscle to them, to a I lot of these songs. she's classically trained, you know? I mean, she's really got a grounding yeah, but, in theory. But, but rock and roll trained is what I'm saying. Yes, like yes, yes. maybe classical, but also like I, I don't I know. I mean, classically I don't, rock and roll. Not trained. necessarily goes back to fucking Chuck Berry, but like she knows that a, a rock pop song needs a hook, needs a chorus, needs a bridge, needs a good verse, needs you know to be built on the guitar and and a solid drum beat. I mean, all the things that rock and roll should be about that grab us so much. She knows that, you know. Um, I can't help but think she's a little overly precious, you know, that she's still got that lip numb voice I always complain about. Covering La Vie en Rose, I don't want to slag her for that, but like in French, talk about coming off as precious. Evie, don't knock over my microphone, please. Um, and I guess my biggest problem with her is she still sounds kind of held back. You know, we, we both read this Vox article by Emily Vanderwoof uh, comparing her to Bruce Springsteen, which at first I'm like, really? What? You know, it's just because she did Dancing in the Dark. And I don't feel that. You know, Bruce was expressing something real that the average person was feeling and was doing it honestly and unvarnished. And, you know, Bruce is not an ugly guy, but he didn't look like a matinee idol. He looked like a real guy, still does. Lucy Dacus is not unattractive, but she certainly doesn't look like a model. Uh, she looks like a real person. Uh, but I, I, that's the idea here. And I don't know. What we loved about Bruce was the the the, unaband, the, una, uh, the unabashed feeling of abandon that he was just putting it all out. It all comes down to tonight, you know. Uh, it's a town for losers, and I'm I'm in it to win or whatever he said. Last dash, hero drive, or whatever that phrasing is. Yeah, uh, highways jammed with broken heroes and a last chance power drive. I mean, every song Springsteen sang in his glory days sounded like you know this is our last chance. You know, and I feel like she's held back even watching videos of her, watching her perform. She looks a little nervous up there. Uh, so, you know, maybe she'll grow into it. Um, so I don't know. Uh, the other thing is she has a song called VBS and I didn't catch what that stands for. Does every female pop singer right now need a song that's just initials? I mean, the only one I can think of is Haim as F-U-B-T. <laughs> well, there's there's W-A-P, but that's a very different genre. U-I-T. So... That was not, that's not a young female pop singer right now. Noah, take out your protractor, your T-square, and your scientific notation yeah. calculator from Texas Instruments. Can you get to the bottom of why uh, Lucy Dacus has popularity right now? Well, as I said at the beginning, she's not the hottest thing ever. She's critically acclaimed, you know, she's, she's one of those, right? She's she's the she's the pavement of she's the pavement slash Elvis Costello of 2021. Uh, by the way, that I, I tried to be a rock critic. One of the things that bothered me was just how 
there were these artists who like no one in the real world cared about, but every move they made got like huge coverage. Yeah, the orthodoxy, and the orthodoxy four copies. of, of arts criticism. Yeah, yeah. annoyed the fuck out of me. I think Lucy Dacus is a little bigger than that from what I can tell. Um, so, I, you know, I think the world's being fed this genre a lot now. Billie Eilish, Olivia Rodrigo, the, the primary examples. And Dacus is, you know, there's there's more meat on that bone, I think. So it's going to be... You know, the same people who people with more taste than your average teeny bopper, if I may say, are drawn into her more because she she does she does the Eilish Rodrigo thing a little better. I'm going to say um, it's not the same. I'm depressed, stale heartbreak story. It seems real. So I think she gives people what they've been attuned to lap up, but with a little more a little more value to it. And uh, I think, uh, you know, anyone who really appreciates music beyond La La La, it's in the background, um, and who is, you know, the target demographic for this music, not us, but young, thoughtful women dealing with their emotions, dealing with attraction, etc. Uh, I think anyone in that position, and there are a lot of them, will appreciate it. So Yeah, and not? it's weird is that uh, more so now, um, you know, the, the line between celebrities and fandom is thinner than it's ever been where people you know not only are you allowed inside people's lives but the lives you see sometimes resemble the fans lives very closely people don't live at such an alien remove as they might have once you know with gold planes and you know coteries of handlers and all those things not to say they don't exist i'm not saying that we're gonna you know we don't live a life like rihanna does but i mean lucy dacus i think is almost like of the people you know they, she lives in a communal house in, in philadelphia right now she moved does she oh i didn't she, read that yeah, one of the details <laughs> she moved from richmond into a group living scenario with a lot of roommates and it happened right before covid so she never she was able to batten down the hatches and live with a lot of people in pod with a sort of you know with a younger scenario you know some people do not just roommates but like a commune type place inside philadelphia i'm sure with her money it's probably nicer than just a bullshit college house uh but add to that the fact that she's extremely earnest if we haven't hammered that point across in her songwriting you know she covers trauma and sadness in a way that listeners they like to make a connection with the pop avatar that they're listening to uh i mean you know none of that would mean much if she wasn't already polished and pleasant sounding on top of that her her arrangements the the guitar driven sort of rhythmic rock and roll stuff is it goes down really simple really easy i should say um it's it's really pleasant to listen to um so if you fuse together you know the fact that you know that with the fact that she you know not just lives but she she looks like the people she listens to like like noah says is that she has a very human build you know she, she's she's got a round a round body a little cherubic feature she wears shapeless clothes she's got long black hair that drapes over it's not that she's hiding inside yeah, she's, of it she's not yeah she's, she, 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 she looks, looks a little like uneasy one of, with... i would say 12 people that me and noah probably have already met and maybe you have already met too along the way i would kill him if you let If you are a young fella right now trying to figure out what art speaks to me, what art speaks for me, would Lucy Dacus have filled that role or would Max Baucus have filled that role of speak, creating the art that speaks for me by legislating for big corporations in Montana? You are speaking for me. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the confessional thing, I've, we've gone over this and listeners don't have to remember back to our annals, but we will tell you this. One of the things that me and Noah have always tilted about is that um, teenage type younger 
Yes. Exploring. You had no soul when you were a teenager is what, is what you yes. said. Uh, no soul. Exploring yeah. the world and sort of having all these, these issues of, of, of trying to mm-hmm. beat out what's important inside your soul and, and feel like, you know, what drives you and what things you yearn for. I didn't care about art that, that typifies those things. No, nope, no. Nope. I don't need it. When Bill was a teenager, his heart was removed and replaced with a rolled up copy of G.I. Joe number 23. And a copy of Emerson Lake and Palmer's Tarkus. Yes, Tarkus. Yeah. Yes, no way. His heart was was a, a, a stuffed animal of the Tarkus creature. The armadillo with, with tank the treads. tubes. Those armadillo tubes coming out where they, they put your pulmonary yeah, artery yeah. in that. No, so, yeah. you know, the Americana folk said thing never held any charm for me. I, I have actively gravitated away from musicians who dive inward to, to limb the most suburban of tropes as I would as I would say them in, in song form. But in a way, Noah, this is almost like a protean I don't get a topic because... It is very much the thing that as a kid, I would not have, uh, if I paid attention to it, I would have just given it six seconds and clicked it off. But it's like, as an adult, I have uh, the ability to listen to it and really hear something that I could not have gotten. Whatever the remove of being a man in my late 70s as I am today, I can, I can hear... I could hear the art and I could appreciate what she does better than I was able to. No, there's no way I would have liked it as a kid. But I appreciate the fact now that our in our dotage, there is there is something there. Even if I'm not going to go back to it. I can, I can certainly appreciate here. I mean, maybe I would have felt like the confessionalism speaks to me a little. I mean, Olivia Rodrigo and Billie Eilish never would have done it. But again, she's a little more real. So maybe I would have appreciated that. It was like in my 20s, I, I really liked Liz Fair. She was one of the few singer-songwriters who I really felt felt spoke from spoke to me. But yeah, her, her songs were I all always, confession, right? I mean, that was really a big part right, of the art. Right, but but she, you know, she was kind of inevitably lumped in with the Alanises and whatnots. Ju- and Jules, Juliana Hatfield. She, yeah, okay. Well, Juliana Hatfield was a little more real. She had been around a little longer, but um, but Liz Fair not only did I think was more honest than those women, but also she rocked harder. Um, she's got some really solid rock tunes and was a good guitarist, although she was a terrible performer in concert. Again, and this is a difference with Liz Fair, right? Like, she's still being held back. And, you know, this is why the Springsteen comparison really stuck with me. She's, she just feels like she's got to break through some other level. I mean, her guitar has this muscle. Her songs have the structure. Her voice is good. I just want to see her fucking rock out. Okay, I think okay. she's got those tools. She's this close to it. And I'm still a, I'm still a, you know, it has got negative connotations, but I'm still a rockist, rock and roll man. That's the music for me. And she's just, she's this close to breaking out, and I just, it, it wouldn't be enough for me as a That's kid. A fair and now I'm like, it's a fair assessment. Yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, I'll keep half. I won't, but I say I'll keep half an eye on what she does next, and you know, I, I can imagine her next album going, ah, this is awesome. I'm gonna buy this or listen to this or stream this or buy a couple songs or whatever. Uh, so she might get there. But she's just it's not enough not enough juice to 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 make it work for me. Noah, sign of the apocalypse, go. What do you think? No, but personally, yes. Uh, you know, if she's the new Bruce Springsteen rebellion is so the modern version of rebellion is so far in from what I understand so like many topics this is underlining putting a pin in putting an exclamation point on you know how old and decrepit I am but I will say this from a purely personal viewpoint if this is rebellion 
we might be in deep, deep trouble. I mean, look, she's not the apocalypse. She's a good singer-songwriter. At worst, she's harmless. At best, she's, you know, going to advance art. But if this is rebellion, I fear that we need major rebellion in our world and our society yeah, to fix I our deep-seated problems. She's not the one. Right. She's not going to lead this. I'm very biased in my raucous white guy view, but Bruce Springsteen, you know, you could argue did lead a revolution. Was this close to leading a revolution, if not? Not a real revolution, but you know what I mean. An art, artistic revolution. Yeah, I mean, but he, he hasn't uh, I, re- I just feel like she doesn't She doesn't have the, the juice, as I said, to really push things forward the way maybe people want her to do. Or maybe uh, this is just this woman writing for Vox and, you know, everyone's also like, Bruce Springsteen, what the fuck are you talking about? So maybe I'm, I'm just talking about Adam. I don't know if there's really been an inheritor to the Springsteen thing. You know, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a generational artist. And, you know, you get one of those every 50 years and we may not have, an, you know, Dave Grohl isn't the next Springsteen, you know? It's like those... Well, I think people felt like Cobain was. I mean, Cobain was kind of breaking rock and roll you know this idea of breaking rock and roll out of its hedonism getting back to what it's about and just the unvarnished truth of the life that we were all living but that's like you know we can sit here you know we can dick her over there forever he died at 32 so it's not you know that's all what you know 27 27. he's part of the 27 club my friend well him and uh, you know i would say that this this to me is definitely not a sign of the apocalypse i i think that um you know i don't really follow i mean other than what this podcast requires which is actually a good way to stay current because i why do you think i do this dude no, i know, this is the only I know reason. but it, it's like yeah. i in the course of life not talking to you jesus in the course of life i'm not going to walk in you can't walk into a store or something and hear these songs because like, all they're doing is they're still just playing eh, Durand, sure Durand, fucking howard jones no you can you can no not here not here you could hear this in fucking cvs no, they don't. i went to target the other day i heard what was i surprised by portugal the man in target that well, was interesting in, in the netherlands you're not going to hear that you know that's not the, that's not right, the kind fine. of thing you're going to come across so to, to, hey you 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 move there dude let's say yeah no one no one forced you. I'm not like trying to change the fabric of reality to hear American songs from from Lucy Dacus. It's like it's fine, but it's like I, if this is um, a sort of top of the line pop automotive which just rolled off the factory in Detroit, you know, shiny and, and, and ready to race. It's like I'm I'm okay with that. Um, you know, it's like I rock doesn't need to be any kind of orthodoxy to me. I mean, music doesn't need to be any sort of orthodoxy other than listenable and good, and. I'm not going to buy Lucy Dacus's songs. I'm probably I'm going to be aware of her because we made a little we put a pin in this now. So she's one of those little scattergrams on the map that says, "Oh, I have a register of who this is and what's happening in that little world yes. around her." I am aware yes. she exists. Yes, and it's like yes. where she triangulates. She is not the same person as Phoebe Bridgers but where she, where or she Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yeah, or yeah, exactly. Yeah. Any of the Phoebes of the universe. Um, but but no, I not a sign of the apocalypse, and it's like it sounds to me like for the moment that sort of pop music is in is in good hands. Uh, if she's the inheritor of this, she's not she's not Springsteen, but it's like Christ, don't ask anybody to be Springsteen. Ask her to be you know Phoebe Waller Dacus. You know, let's do that. Bill, are you jealous of Lucy Dacus or? The what? What are her fans called? Dake, Dacus, the the Dacus, Dacus, Dacus uh, care uh, kids. I don't even know. I I can't think of. I'm I'm not good with puns. There's no puns. Jim Backus. Are you jealous of her? Backusheads? Are you jealous of Jim Backus? I am jealous. The Backus backers. Jim Back. The the Dacus backers. I uh, am very jealous of her, and it comes from that thing of like again reading the. It's not so much the music she makes now, and again I'm not a musician, but she has one of those stories that she. 
apparently scrabbled together money, 100 bucks to buy an Ibanez guitar. I think from either a flea market or Amazon or something like that. Um, you know, and it's like, it sounds almost... Is that true? Well, uh, why would you have to... It sounds too good. It's like Vanilla Ice used to say he was he was uh, breakdancing on a piece of cardboard outside a shopping mall. I, I, uh, I don't doubt... I mean, don't look, doubt she's a lot more I genuine than Vanilla that Ice. Once, That's, you know, just... and it's like, that wasn't the key. He wasn't, wasn't the uh, Schwab's soda fountain of, of uh, iced teas. Of ice tea. No, Vanilla Ice's life. I go through the ice. <laughs> Ice tea, ice cube. Yeah. But it's like, no, I, I, if she um, used that guitar knowing somehow that's like, oh, that's the thing that I want. I think that's going to be the key to what, you know, what makes me a realized person. I can speak to the world or at least tap through something. She found it. You know, she learned music. She, she I don't know whether it is she taught herself or whatever. It's like, obviously, what this, what this person should be doing is making music. And, you know, she's got the guitar to do it. She found the proper instrument. And that's, you know, that's a big deal. Um, I mean, not that I haven't done things in life, but it's like I never had, there was never this idea. Any, any institution or body never said, Bill, what you need to do is discover the thing. It, it was assumed in our life that autopilot would would glide you, cruise control, to what you love to do. No yeah, one, no one, I never assumed that. No one ever gave a thought to, maybe you should coax people and ask an interview and sort of direct yeah. and guide and corral people. That yeah. never happened. And it wasn't going to happen. And my guess is it still doesn't happen. And that's exactly the kind of thing I could have used. And it's like, well, I don't know how Lucy Dacus got there, but she found that Ibanez guitar. And, you know, this is a great position to be in. It's like, imagine, and again, I'm not complaining about where I am today. It's just that it was much less uh, circuitous. I think that there's a linear thing to the age of 26 where she's at now to whenever she picked up the guitar and whatever curative, whatever restorative, whatever solution it was for her soul is great. And I probably never had anything like that with the exception of maybe comic books, you know. It's just not, it's just not the same thing, though. I've always been jealous of that. People who at a young age knew what they wanted to do and went out and fucking did it. And didn't fuck around and figure it, it would fall. And I still don't know what I want to do. So, by the way, th- this idea of oh, our lives were assumed to be on a glide path or whatever. I mean, this is this is the baby boomer hangover. They thought life was easy for them; it'll be easy for their kids. A story my mom likes to tell is: um, I was in third grade. My teacher, Mrs. Benjamin, who I remember was a very nice woman. Was she, my was mom she, told me she, she went private. To... Dude, you suck. <laughs> Uh, it's not even funny. Uh, my mom goes to the parent-teacher conference and says, he has very messy handwriting. How do I fix that? Or I'm concerned about that. You know, remember, I'm eight years old. This is 1983. And Mrs. Benjamin says to my mom, oh, don't worry. His messy handwriting won't matter. He'll have a secretary someday. Oh, how nice. Wow. So just this assumption that, A, I would be successful enough to be at that level of where people i.e. men were back then and be just you know i can't blame mrs benjamin she was living in her time but like you know hardly anyone has a secretary these days doing the writing for them right she should have said he'll be typing on a computer right like she could have seen that by 80 your son your son doesn't need good penmanship to start in the mailroom and get to the top of the company from there yeah, that you just work your way up. Yeah. <laughs> just don't take no. He doesn't need good penmanship to not take no for an answer. Yeah. So the, in, in our scale, no other how we measure things, yes. how would you uh, assess <sighs> this against all of our prior topics? Which is a daunting task, to say the least. Right, right. So uh, early in the pandemic, we talked about Fiona Apple, who had been around forever, but we looked at her new album. And, you know, she's the confessional Fiona Apple. I think Apple is way more... Uh, 
Fiona Waller-Bridge, Fiona and Phoebe, I always thought were similar names, is way more original and interesting and I would say talented and bold. But, you know, again, I don't want to degrade or, or denigrate Lucy Dacus. She's very talented. She's good. So I'm going to say she is two-thirds of Fiona Apple's album that we looked at or or she is 120% of Olivia Rodrigo. Because she definitely improves upon that, in my opinion. Oh, that's interesting. I think Olivia Rodrigo right now is the cock of the walk. Um, She kind of is one of the reigning pop heroes. But Lucy Dacus, I think she's got a bigger profile. The cock of the walk? What century are you living in? Uh, At least the 1950s. But, you know, I just came from a uh, phone booth stuffing, so you can't ask me about these things. (laughs) We're swallowing goldfish and... and sitting on flagpoles. I would. I have a very, e- a very even money thing here for this. By the way, I would say um, t- this isn't the top quartile. Like we're talking about pretty well made art. You know, like a lot of things we're saying uh, in terms of criticism are, are mostly cosmetic, or, or personal. Where you know, like I said, Noah wants it to be more uninhibited, and you know, it's good. And I'm like, well, I, not uninhibited or not, this just isn't my thing necessarily chemically. But I, I thought that it matched up very perfectly, Mono. If you remember back years ago, we talked about Mitchells versus the Machines. Yeah, like three months ago. Like three months ago. Yeah, well, it was years ago. Um, yeah. I think it's it, it, this time has no meaning. This, it has no meaning at all. No meaning at all. It's the realm of well-made stuff, you know, which appeals to a vast swath of, of right. humans. Uh, right. You know, and I watch it, and I, I'm like, oh, this this is really well done. You know, I get I, a lot of. You know, people are going to like this, and like a lot of people put a lot of time mm-hmm. into this, and I can appreciate the fingerprints mm-hmm. on it. But it's like it's, it's you know, it doesn't include me, but it's fine because it's not you know, we had our run. We're we're as good as dead. You know, put us on the ice flow. It's really okay <laughs> that this isn't for us. Uh, that's it for Lucy Degas. So yes, folks, as we mentioned at the top, uh, this is our first episode in three weeks, and we're taking another three week break. So thank you for your patience. Uh, we will be back. Uh, oh, we 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 missed the boat on Squid Game. Squid Game. Yeah, we know it. Squid we Game. Hear, we the heard, last we day and you a guys half. Through the microphones, we understand. I know everyone's been talking about Squid Game. I watched an episode and a half. It's definitely interesting. It's definitely Korean, as I yeah, say. Definitely Korean. That's how I told Bill about it. <laughs> definitely Korean. Um, I know. I'm. I am ninety nine point nine percent certain those people, the language those people are speaking, is Korean. The hilarious thing. Noah always uh, says to me because this looks certainly Korean and it's never Korean. Whenever he brings yeah, something to me, and but it's this, never Korean. This, Yes, I said that. I said that about the Sopranos when I first saw it. Uh, So I don't know, Bill. I mean, I guess we can assess in three weeks when we're deciding on our next topic. If Squid Game is still the cock of the walk, as you like to say, you know, again, maybe we will look at Squid. I'm going to screw it up, and I'm going to look at the Squiggy Game. I'm going to completely get it wrong and just talk about David uh, Lander. David Lander. How we both know his name? (laughs) Um, How sad is that? Uh, the Squiggy game, Lenny and Squiggy. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna uh, take what was the character's name? Was his last name like Squigarelli or, Squir- or something? Squir- Is that why they called him Squiggy? Yeah, so, of course. Yeah. Squig, squig, squig. Well, <laughs> here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read the closer notes, and you look up that. And we'll meet somewhere in the middle. Okay. I look up Laverne and Shirley. The Squiggy's real okay. name. Okay. So anyway, if you guys want to find past episodes, this is 196. We are on the March to 200, so you have 195 uh, reasons to fall back in love with us all over again. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google. Go play and Stitcher. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill Don't Get It at gmail.com. Give us a review on podcast aggregators. I am on Twitter at William Scurry. You can find me fulminating all day. My video production stuff, things that I make, is on YouTube at youtube.com slash amcaesar. And now Noah will say one of a combination of things. Uh, so, David Lander, of course, died not long ago in December. Um, 
The characters were Michael McKean as Leonard Lenny Kosnowski and David Lander as Andrew Squiggy Squigman. 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 As many people are named Squigman. A common... And see, now I got to Google Squigman and find out if there's actually someone named Squigman. I'm sure there is. Uh, you Google Squigman, the first link is the Happy Days wiki, Squiggy Squigman. Okay, maybe not then. Uh, scary Movie had a character called Principal Squigman. There seems to be no real Squigman on Earth. Okay. And if they are, they've been buried by Laverne and Shirley references. Yes. So where can we where can we find David Lander where, Network? Where can we find you, Noah? Where, where no, you? you don't want me to talk about Squiggy? I, I need to know about okay. you. All right, about me. I am uh, <laughs> uh, my company, the Big Quiz Thing, the finest in corporate and private quiz events nationwide, in person and virtually. Uh, we're coming to a season. We're doing more. Uh, we're coming back to the public events. We haven't done those in a while uh, in person. In fact, I am going to be hosting a series. Uh, here in San Francisco at the beautiful Salesforce Park every Thursday in October. We are doing live, in-person trivia game show spectacular, 7 p.m. every Thursday night starting October 7th. Details at BigQuizThing.com. Free to play. Come and join your friends and treat your brain and uh, learn more about our corporate and private trivia on BigQuizThing.com. Well, until we reconvene for this wonderful podcast's 197th episode, we we don't don't get get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2021.